Gopi Janabala Ba Dirbar Dhari Yashoda Nandana Braja Janaranjana Yamuna Jira Vanachari Yamuna Jira Vanachari Jaya Radha Madhava Kunja Bihari Get it, but it's hardy. Go be done about Yashoda Nandana Braja Janaranjana Yashoda Nandana Hare Krishna, Hare Krishna, Krishna Krishna, Hare Hare, Hare Rama, Hare Rama, Rama Rama, Hare Hare. Hare Krishna, Hare Krishna, Krishna Krishna, Hare Hare, 
हरे राम हरे राम 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 हरे हरे Krishna, Hare Krishna, Krishna Krishna, Hare Hare, Hare Rama, Hare Rama, Rama Rama, Hare Hare. Go pray, Manandi. Om Namo Bhagavate Vasudevaya Om Namo Bhagavate Vasudevaya Om Namo Bhagavate Vasudevaya Shrimad Bhagavatam 7th Canto Chapter 9 Pralada Pacifies the Lord with Prayers Text 28 Kama bikamam anuya prapatan prasangat. Kritvat masat surashina bhagavan grihita. Soham katam nuvishuje tava britja sevam. Evang janam na patitang prabhavahi kupe. Kama bikama manuya prapatan prasangat. Kama bikama manuya prasangat. 
Kritvatma Satsurasina Bhagavan Grihita so hunkatam nu visurje tava britya sevam evang janam na patitam prabhavahikupe kama bikama manuya prapatan prasangat Kritvat Masat Surasina Bhagavan Grihita Kritvat Masat Surasina Bhagavan Grihita Sohankatam Nuvisurje Tava Britya Sevam Thank you. 
Thus, Janam, people in general, Nepatitam, fallen, Prabhava, of material existence, Ahikupe, in a blind well full of snakes, Kama Abhikamam, desiring the sense objects, Anu, following, Ya, the person who, Prapatam, falling down, in this condition. Prasangat, because of bad association, or increased association with material desires. Kata-atmasat, causing me to acquire spiritual qualities like himself. Sri Narada. Surarishina by the great saintly person, Narada. Bhagavan, O my Lord, Grihita, accepted. Sa, that person, Aham, I, Katam, how, new, indeed, Vishrijay, can give up. Tava, your, Brityasevam, the service of your pure devotee. Translation, Prahlad Maharaj is praying to Lord Nishingadev. My dear Lord, O Supreme Personality of Godhead, because of my association with material desires, one after another, I was gradually falling into a blind well full of snakes, following the general populace. But your servant, Narada Muni, kindly accepted me as his disciple and instructed me how to achieve this transcendental position. Therefore, my first duty is to serve him. How could I leave his service? <coughs> Purport. As will be seen in later verses, even though Prahlada Maharaja was directly offered all the benedictions he might have desired, he refused to accept such offerings from the Supreme Personality of Godhead. On the contrary, he asked the Lord to engage him in the service of his servant Narada Muni. This is the symptom of a pure devotee. One should serve the spiritual master first. It is not that one should bypass the spiritual master and desire to serve the Supreme Lord. This is not the principle for a Vaishnava. Narut Tamadas Thakur says, Tandara Charana Sevi Bhukta Sanivas, Jana Me Jana Me Hoi E Abhilas. One should not be anxious to offer direct service to the Lord. Shrey Chaitanya Mahaprabhu advised that one become a servant of the servant of the servant of the Lord. Gopi Bhartu Parakamalayor Dasa Dasa Nudasa. This is the process for approaching the Supreme Lord. The first service should be rendered to the spiritual master. 
so that by his mercy one can approach the Supreme Personality of Godhead to render service. While teaching Rupa Goswami, Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu said, Guru Krishna Pasare Pahai Bhakti Lata Bij. One can achieve the seed of devotional service by the mercy of the Guru, the spiritual master, and then by the mercy of Krishna. This is the secret of success. First one should try to please the spiritual master, and then one should attempt to please the Supreme Personality of Godhead. Vishwanath Chakravati Thakur also says, Yasya Prasadhad Bhagavat Prasado. One should not attempt to please the Supreme Personality of Godhead by concoction. One must first be prepared to serve the spiritual master. And when one is qualified, he is automatically offered the platform of direct service to the Lord. Therefore, Pallada Maharaja proposed that he engage in the service of Narada Muni. He never proposed that he engage directly in the service of the Lord. This is the right conclusion. Therefore he said, So hum katam tava britya sevam. How can I give up the service of my spiritual master, who has favored me in such a way that I am now able to see you face to face? Prahlad Maharaja prayed to the Lord that he might continue to engage in the service of his spiritual master, Narada Muni. Translation again. My dear Lord, O Supreme Personality of Godhead, because of my association with material desires one after another, I was gradually falling into a blind well full of snakes, following the general populace. But your servant, Narada Muni, kindly accepted me as his disciple and instructed me how to achieve this transcendental position. Therefore, my first duty is to serve him. How could I leave his service? Om Agana Chiradandasya Gananjana Shalakaya Chakshur Militangena Tazmai Shri Gudavena Maha Jai Shri Krishna Chaitanya Prabhu Nityananda Shri Advaita Gadadhara Sivasadi Gaura Bhakta Vrinda Hey Krishna Hey Krishna 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 Hare 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 Rama Hare Rama 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 Hare Hare Thank you for gathering here this morning for Srimad Bhagavatam class. We should always remember the distinct advantage of hearing about Krishna and serving Krishna in the association of devotees. The aspiration of a real devotee is just as Narottama Das Thakur has said, Tandara Charanasevi Bhuktasanivas Birth after birth, I don't mind as long as I have the association of devotees. And what does Bhaktivinodakur say? Kita Janmahau. I don't mind taking birth as an insect as long as it's in the house of a devotee. So, what is so special about the devotee Sangha? 
the Association of Devotees? Is it just like a fan club that we like this particular football team, so we're gathering together in some mundane way? No. Association with devotees means association with the process for hearing and chanting about Krishna. That is what is special about devotees and their sangha. They're always discussing Krishna and how to please Krishna through devotional service. So Prahlad Maharaj wants that association. That's the benediction he wants. And he's crediting the association of Narada Muni for having rescued him. He, he describes his condition. I was following the general populace. Now, how does that apply to our life? It could be that so many of our goals, so many of our visions for how we want to be happy, prosperous, and fulfilled, it could be that we're just following the general populace. And where do they lead? Where do they go? Prahlad says, gradually falling into a blind well full of snakes. So you might say, no, it's not so bad like that. We're just being good people, good citizens. But what is a good life based on ignorance? Furthermore, Prahlad is making the point, what is a good life without the benefits that the association of devotees can give? Because only in the association of devotees can your service become complete and mature. Furthermore, only in the association of devotees can talks about Krishna move in the direction of their peak potential of relishment. So we need the association of devotees, and the more pure that association of devotees is, the more potent is the hearing and chanting process in their company. Our Acharyas, Srila Bhakti Siddhanta Sarasi Thakur, as well as our founder Acharya, Srila Prabhupada, make the point that without the association of devotees, particularly advanced devotees, it's very difficult to make a distinction between material and spiritual affairs. Without that kind of spiritual association, you can blur the line between material activities and spiritual activities and say in a very sentimental or superficial way, oh, whatever I do is for Krishna. And meanwhile, we're keeping everything for ourselves. But when I keep, when I do for Krishna, or when I do whatever I'm doing, I just think it's for Krishna. That's enough. <laughs> no. Krishna wants to see what do you do with the fruits of your activities. Often the verse is quoted in India, Karmani eva dekadaste. You must do your duty. You have a right to do your duty. And then, of course, the other half of the verse is forgotten, right? You have a right to do your duty, but you're not entitled to the fruits. Ooh. <laughs> and we're thinking, 
yes, we have a right to do our duty, and we want the fruits. <laughs> so we take half, one half of the verse. So without the association of devotees, everything becomes blurry. We artificially, sentimentally think everything is spiritual. Meanwhile, we're simply living a life of trying to enjoy the fruits of our activities. This is Prahlad's response to Lord Nishingadev, especially you're going to hear Lord Nishingadev offer Prahlad any material benediction he wants. But Prahlad is simply thinking, my spiritual master, Narada Muni, my first duty is to serve him. How could I leave his service? You see, in the other kandas, karma kanda, jnana kanda, the path of fruit of activity, karmic activity, or the path of metaphysical speculation, you leave aside your benefactor. Because when you get what you want, whether liberation or going to the heavenly planets, when you get what you want, you've got what you want. It's like you climb up a ladder to reach the ceiling or another level, and then when you reach that other level, you throw the ladder away. Okay, I'm where I want to be. Don't need you. But Bhakti is not like that. And Pallad Maharaj is demonstrating. My first duty is to serve Narada Muni. He kindly accepted me as his disciple. He instructed me in the purport. Srila Prabhupada talks about the Bhakti Lata Beach. How <clears throat> first one should try to please the spiritual master, and then one should attempt to please the Supreme Personality of Godhead. And how does one try to please the Supreme Personality of Godhead? By pleasing the instructions of the spiritual master. The spiritual master gives the bhakti lata bij, the seed of the creeper of bhakti. Everything has a, a seed. Material plans have a seed. Spiritual plans have a seed. The material seed contains various conceptions, various methodologies, various plans. I will do this and then I'll get that. I want to be happy, so therefore I'll do this activity. I'll associate with these persons. This is the karma bija, the seed of fruit of activity. Bhakti also has a seed, but it's not a material seed. The bhakti lata bija, the seed of the creeper of bhakti, contains the instructions of the guru, how to attain Krishna. So Prahlad Maharaj is expressing his unending gratitude because Narada Muni instructed him. Narada Muni gave him the bij, the seed, and that seed contains all the instructions necessary for attaining the Supreme Personality of Godhead. So Narada Muni said, excuse me, Prahlad Maharaja says, my first duty is to serve him. How could I leave his service? Especially, Prahlad says, consider where I was going. 
This is Prahlad's humility, of course. He constantly refers to the fact, I was born in a demoniac family. My father and his fellows were saturated. Their bodies were saturated with passion and ignorance. How is it that I deserve this fortune that not even Lakshmi Devi, Brahma, or Shiva get? They, I got the paw of Lord Nishingadeva on my head. Obviously, the Lord is impartial. Obviously, he's just attracted to bhakti. But how can I have bhakti, knowing the background I come from? So Prahlad wants to make the point that the Supreme Personality of God it is affected only by devotional service. Especially, he says, you may have all the 12 characteristics of a perfect brahmana, sattva-guna, but you're not a devotee of Krishna, therefore you can't even, you can't purify yourself, what to speak of anyone else. But a devotee, even if born in a family of dog-eaters, if he takes to bhakti, he can please the Supreme Personality of Godhead. Still, Prahlad is surprised. Why me? And that's the attitude of a real devotee. Why me? Why am I getting this mercy? The first mercy is by Krishna. Krishna arranges that you get a genuine guru. And then by the mercy of the guru, you get the instructions how to achieve Krishna. So it's teamwork. Guru Krishna Pasade Pai Bhakti Lata Bij. Combined mercy of Guru and Krishna. The first mercy comes from Krishna. He arranges. You want to understand the bewilderment of material existence? You want to know how to please me? Approach my devotee. That's Krishna's system. So by our Taking on a spiritual master, we're following Krishna's system. That's personalism. Krishna says, this is the way I can be known. This is the way I can be served. So who are we to say, no, 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 no. We will go directly to Krishna. Pallad is negating that fallacy. He's saying, how could I ever leave the service of Narada Muni? Let's not forget him. I've achieved, somehow or other, such a surprisingly exalted treatment by Lord Nishingadev. I know what the cause of this mercy is. The cause is Narada Muni. I must go on engaging in his devotional service. In the fourth canto of Srimad Bhagavatam, Dhruva Maharaj says the same thing. When offered all kinds of benedictions upon his attaining the darshan, sakshad darshan, the direct vision of the Supreme Personality of Godhead. He said, Swamin Kitartosmi Varam What about those benedictions I was performing so many severe austerities to get? Forget it. Now that I'm seeing the Supreme Personality of Godhead, I don't want any material benefits. The whole purpose of Dhruva Maharaj's austerities in the forest was to get a material benefit, a kingdom greater than anyone ever had. He wanted revenge. 
by the, demonstrating the opulence of his material attainments. Then when he's face to face with the Supreme Lord and offered any benediction he likes, he says, no, <laughs> no way. I'm so satisfied just by seeing you. I don't want any material benediction. But if I must ask for something, here's what I want. Let me always be in the association of devotees hearing and chanting about you. Because in that association of devotees, they're constantly glorifying you. Just like the waves of the river constantly flow. Similarly, the glorification by pure devotees goes on 24-7. It goes on to the extent, Dhruva says, that I'm addicted. Like someone, Prabhupada explains in the purport, like someone addicted to intoxicants. You have to have it. <laughs> this, is what, this is the stage we want to reach with our hearing and chanting about Krishna. We are addicted. We can't live for a moment without it. We've got to have it. So Dhruva Maharaj prays for that benediction. He says, I'm already mad just by hearing the glories of the Supreme Lord. Give me the association of devotees so I can go on with this madness, with this intoxication. So Dhruva Maharaj is showing us how to pray. He's showing us that the better the association of devotees, the more relishable is the Krishna Kata. As Lord Kapiladev himself says in the third canto, what is Mamavirya Samvido Bhavanti Karna Rasayana Kata. The talks about the Supreme Lord become especially potent and relishable in the association of those dedicated to the Sat, to the Eternal. Satam Prasangan Mamavirya Samvido Bhavanti Hritkarna Rasayana Kata. The rasa, the flavor of the talks, becomes especially potent in the association of devotees. So yes, we need the association of devotees. And what does that association mean? It means to discuss the glories of Krishna. To associate means to participate together in the hearing and chanting process. So let us never underestimate the potency of advanced Vaishnava association. Now Prahlad is saying, it's because of Narada Muni's association that I've attained whatever I have. He's giving you the secret of success. So Prabhupada gives a very stern instruction. One should not be anxious to offer direct service to the Lord. Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu advised that one become a servant of the servant of the servant of the Lord. Gopi Bhartu Padakamalayor Dasa Dasa Nudasa. This is the process for approaching the Supreme Lord. The first service should be rendered to the spiritual master so that by his mercy one can approach the Supreme Personality of Godhead. 
to render service. So this is a very important principle. You may question, why? Why not just Krishna, Krishna? But this is Krishna's personal system he's giving us. As Bhaktivinoda Thakur so nicely says, I'm simply running after the devotee of Krishna, shouting Krishna, Krishna. He doesn't say I'm running after Krishna directly. I'm running after the devotee and I'm shouting Krishna, Krishna. So the more we can understand this secret of bhakti, it's an open secret, the more successful our spiritual life becomes. And in the association of advanced devotees, we can start to understand the difference between the illusory energy and the spiritual energy. Prahlad is saying, I was associating with material desires one after another. That's the same as saying I had bad association with, with the wrong crowd. I was running with the wrong crowd. <laughs> But you might say, oh, but they're nice people. They're talking about material prosperity, economic development, material advancement. Nice. <laughs> but Prahlad says, no. This is following the general populace, falling into a blind well full of snakes. Prasangat, because of bad association, or increased association with material desires. So the wrong association means those who have a goal other than pleasing Krishna. Naturally, in their association, you'll have your material desires increased. Oh, I should get this. Oh, I should strive for that. Oh, I want to be approved by these people. I want to feel mm, accredited by these people. But Prahlad says, no, this is following the general populace, falling into a blind well full of stakes. Because in the wrong association, you develop material desires, or the material desires you already have become increased. So this is very scientific, what Prahlad is telling us. And Lord Chaitanya says the same thing. In Sri Chaitanya Charitamrita. It may sound very strict, but it's very scientific. When he's asked, what is the first symptom of a Vaishnava? You might say, oh, someone who believes in Krishna. No, the first symptom of a Vaishnava is asat sangochag, a Vaishnava achar. Such a person gives up the association of those dedicated to the asat, to the temporary. The first symptom, step number one. Because how are you ever going to get over the disease of material contamination if you associate with those who are contaminated? This is practical. If you hear that there's some pandemic in some part of the city and everyone is suffering from the pandemic. Do you say, oh, let me go there? <laughs> no. I have to protect myself. I have to protect my family. So about material contamination in terms of disease, you'll, you'll be very careful. 
But about our bhakti lata, our devotional creeper, well, I believe in Krishna, that's the main thing. <laughs> so we have to be very clinical if we're serious about going back to Godhead. It's the price of our freedom from illusion. So Lord Chaitanya explains to Rupa Goswami at the Shastramedagat, where Prayag is currently, Allahabad, he explained that the devotional creepers growing can be side by side with weeds, and those weeds look just like devotional creepers. So you have to be careful to distinguish between the two. If you're not careful, you'll just say, oh, everything is spiritual, everything is fine. But you have to have the knowledge which comes from association with devotees. They give you, that association gives you the vision to distinguish between material affairs and spiritual affairs. Then you can see, oh, I thought this was part of my bhakti lata, my devotional creeper, but actually this is a weed. It looks similar to my vision. I got fooled, but now I have to take action. I have to weed my devotional garden. So sometimes we get a little tired of that. Oh, why do I have to make this effort? Isn't it enough just to believe in Krishna? My grandmother believed in him. Isn't that enough? Why do I have to be so careful? <laughs> but you have to decide, what is it that you want? It is said, there is no greater mistake in life than, that you can make than to forget what it is you're trying to achieve. So by regularly attending Bhagavatam class, we remember Daily, what is it that I really want? What is it that I'm trying to do? Otherwise, because we're living in an ocean of forgetfulness, we'll become dull. We'll forget to weed our garden. Oh, everything in my garden growing is, is bhakti lata. <laughs> we won't be able to spot the weeds. And therefore, we won't be able to take action to cut down the weeds. We think it's all the same. They're all plants in my bhakti garden. <laughs> and they're mine. <laughs> my, okay, you say it's a material desire. It's my material desire. So in this way, the weeds gradually choke out the devotional creeper. And then there is the mad elephant offense. A wild elephant that can come and trample the whole garden of bhakti offending devotees. So this is all part of love, being careful. It is not a burden, it is a part of love. You want to be careful about your association, you want to be careful about your desires, you're praying to Krishna, I don't want to associate with material desires. What to speak of associate with materialistic persons. The two are the same. Prasangat. So Prahlad is not very sentimental about material existence. He says, I was falling into a well, a blind well full of snakes. How was I doing that? 
by following the general populace. This doesn't mean you insult the general populace. You are politely and very respectfully well-mannered, but you don't take their association into your heart. This requires some maturity. In the beginning, sometimes our devotees are very fanatical. <laughs> I remember once at a Sunday feast, this is 1975. I had only been a devotee for two or three years. And so, we were, a devotee, my godbrother, Shesha Prabhu and I, were, were on both sides of one guest. Shesha Prabhu on one side of the guest, I was on the other. And the guest was spouting some Maya, pop Mayavadi, quasi-Mayavadi notions. Well, you know, it is all the oneness. It doesn't matter what you do. It doesn't matter what you say. Everything is the oneness. And so, Shesha Prabhu and I really let him have it. I was on one ear. Shesha Prabhu was on the other. Krishna says, Mudha! Boo! Abhijananti Mam Mudha! We let him have it. <laughs> so you might say, well, uh, you were telling him the truth. That is true. But obviously, as we matured, we realized there are better ways to administer the medicine. <laughs> so avoiding materialistic association doesn't mean you're rude. But you have to be careful. Being careful is part of love. Just like someone who's married and who's a chaste husband or wife. They just don't put themselves out there with, with the general population. They don't give the message, I'm available. <laughs> They're careful. They're polite. But they're chaste to their spouse. They don't think my spouse is the only spouse in the world. All others are. <laughs> no. But you honor that special relationship you have. And you're careful. That's part of love. So that's what Prahlad is saying. I'm careful about who I associate with. Look at my father. <laughs> Look what happened to him. I'm careful about my material desires. I know where those material desires lead. So this is symptomatic of love. And Prahlad certainly has love for the Supreme Personality of Godhead. And he's saying, Narada Muni, don't forget him. I'll never forget him. He saved me. So this is Vaishnavism. It's about commitment and it's very emotional. What is the emotion of what Prahlad is saying? I have a debt that can never be repaid. That's an emotion. Now normally, in material life, if you have a debt, you don't like it. <laughs> oh, when are we gonna pay this debt? Oh gosh, <laughs> how to get rid of this debt. It's anxiety. But in spiritual life, 
to have that debt that you can never repay is part of devotional ecstasy. How can I ever repay my spiritual master for what he's given me? That's not material emotion. That's a spiritual emotion. But as I said, with, with material indebtedness, you feel horrible. Oh, no. <laughs> when am I going to pay back my loans in India in order for me to come to Australia? <laughs> oh, I owe my parents this money. I owe the government money for my education. Oh, what am I going to do? Business debts, this debt, that debt, mortgage, car payments. Oh. <laughs> you don't want to be in debt. But a Vaishnava always recognizes transcendental indebtedness. I can never repay my debt to my spiritual master. And this is what Prahlad is pointing out. And he's demonstrating, Prahlad is demonstrating that this sense of indebtedness is ecstasy. That kind of emotion will take you back to the spiritual world. How can I ever leave his service? My first duty is to serve him. All right, any questions? Yes. Maharaj, you were um, mentioning how to please the Supreme Lord by pleasing the instruction of the spiritual master. Uh, is it like kind of a mandatory for every disciple to have personal instruction from the spiritual master to act on it? We have to know what is, as I was explaining the other day, what is it that the Guru gives? As Prabhupada writes in one purport in Chaitanya Charitamrita about the Bhakti Lata Bij, the seed of the creeper of Bhakti, the greatest boon that the Guru gives is instruction how to serve Krishna. So you have to know, as we were talking the other day, you have to know what to expect from your guru. The bij, that is the guru's mercy. The methodologies, the procedures, the instructions, the advice, how to engage in Krishna's service favorably. So that seed is available for everyone. You may get some customized, stylized instruction, particularly meant for your situation, but the general instruction applies to everyone. We shouldn't take that for granted. So it's not that everyone has to hear some personalized, for their particular situation instruction. That very well can happen. But the, my point is the general instruction is not to be minimized. Just like Lord Chaitanya says about his instruction from Ishwar Puri. He told me to chant Hare Krishna. So you might say, well, come on, everyone says chant Hare Krishna. What's so special about that? But Lord Chaitanya considered. This is very important. He told me to chant Hare Krishna. <laughs> So we shouldn't minimize the general instructions that, we, that the guru gives. That's all part of the package, the beads. And then there may be further 
individual instructions? There may not be, but that doesn't mean you minimize the value of the general instructions. He, he tells everyone to chant Hare Krishna. What's so great about that? What's so special about that? <laughs> but as Bhaktivinoda Thakur says, whether in happiness or distress, chant Hare Krishna. Bhaktivinoda, please don't no, give me some specific instruction. <laughs> whether in happiness or distress, chant Hare Krishna. But you say that to everyone. <laughs> so I hope you get the point. <laughs> yes. Hare Krishna Maharaj, you spoke about um, the association of devotees and like you know when you're preaching you have in your group people who are advanced devo who are advancing in bhakti and there are some people who are actually very very new so the people who are new they want to actually go and do materialistic stuff as well and they have their devotees who wants to just talk about Krishna and they have this clash in between how to resolve that What's, what does the clash look like Clash means they say, oh, always talking about Krishna, always talking about Krishna. And the new devotees, they say, look, we want to enjoy as well. So how do the... But where is this going on? At your bhakti riksha or...? Bhakti riksha, yeah. What's the purpose of the bhakti riksha? <laughs> to bring people to... To discuss PR and <laughs> how to pass the English test and what's the best coaching service for the English test? Is that the purpose of the bhakti riksha? <laughs> What's the purpose of the bhakti riksha? To bring people to Krishna, closer yes, to Krishna. So then, if they're not interested in that, why they come? Yeah. And they're new, so how do we, how do we deal with them, the new people? Be very friendly, give them tasty prasad. But that doesn't mean you have to be mundane. Let's talk about your finances. <laughs> <laughs> you have any property investments? <laughs> The, the purpose of the bhakti riksha is to cultivate their spiritual life. Bhakti riksha! So don't be ashamed of that. But as I said, it doesn't mean you have to be fanatical. Someone may, some new person may come to the bhakti riksha and say, Oh, I'm in complete anxiety about passing the English test. We only talk about Krishna here. <laughs> <laughs> so you have to know how to be balanced. The emphasis is always about Krishna. But you are sympathetic and, and compassionate for new persons. They have their anxieties, their worries, their concerns. Oh, my parents in India want me to marry this one, but I don't want to. And what should I do? I, I have persons coming to me like that. I don't just chop them. <laughs> How dare you bring that subject matter up to me. <laughs> so you have to know how to bring everything around to Krishna's pleasure. Okay. <laughs> Bhakta Prabhu, Hare Krishna. Thank you very much, Maharaj. Um, this may be a little negative, but in this wonderful system of the Guru, as Krishna has been pointing out, sometimes in that system there's a breakdown. 
As you know, in the early parts of Krishna consciousness, the guru fell down. What is the position then of the disciple? How do they then deal with that situation? Hopefully that doesn't happen again in the future, but we have to be careful. Can you comment on that, please? By following Krishna's system, you're not at fault. And Krishna will take care of you. You have to be open for how Krishna will resolve that because it's Krishna's system. Mm. So Krishna will take responsibility. But you have to be uh, mindful, have to be conscious how Krishna is going to fix your situation. There are different ways you can respond. Everyone needs shelter somewhere. You may not immediately overnight take another shelter. You may want to study Prabhupada's books more carefully. But it's Krishna's system. And so Krishna takes responsibility. But you have to see how Krishna will care for you in such unusual circumstances. You're not wrong for following Krishna's system. So Krishna takes responsibility. But you have to be open to see how Krishna is giving you opportunity to be cared for. Naturally, you may feel wounded. You may feel quite disrupted. But you turn to Krishna. I followed your system. Now what? <laughs> you have a right to do that. <laughs> Anything else? Yes. We are really pleasing our guru and why don't you ask simple question you can ask yes yes <laughs> there's some mystery all you have to do is ask you may not get an answer overnight in through email <laughs> but you can ask Okay, That's personalism. But as I said, you shouldn't have the attitude that, like Lord Chaitanya could say, Ishwar Puri only told me to chant Hare Krishna. He tells everyone that. I want to hear something personal for me. <laughs> That's not correct. If you come with some personal crisis, and the Guru says, use it to deepen your attachment for chanting Hare Krishna. Oh, but you say that to everyone. <laughs> but we're all supposed to chant Hare Krishna. What can be done? As Bhaktivinoda Thakur says, there's nothing more to be had in all the planetary systems other than chanting Hare Krishna. 
But we, no, 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 no. I, I, I know that, but give me something else. And we do have so many mature, older devotees, especially for the intricacies of householder life. It's generally the same thing over and over and over again, you know? Nothing new. <laughs> but it's, I've seen someone marries and they think, my situation is unique. No one can understand. <laughs> it's all rerun movies. <laughs> You have an older householder like Bhakta, he's seen it, he's seen the movies. There's only various <laughs> possibilities. <laughs> it's either this or that, or that happens, or that happens, or that happens. N nothing new. So it's not that the guru has to hear about every situation because it's unique and it's never happened before. But if you get the chance to discuss your affairs with your spiritual master, take advantage. But don't think, I never got any instruction. <laughs> the general instructions fit everyone. Just like for me and Srila Prabhupada. I could say, he never gave me a personal instruction, but his books he said his books are better than him. They contain so many instructions. But when I, when I saw him personally, he came into my office at the BBT. He looked me over, head to foot. And all he said was, Mmm. <laughs> so what would you do if that happened to you? <laughs> What is this? All I get is a sound. I'm doing so much service. <laughs> My life is dedicated to Christian service and all I get is mmm. <laughs> of course, when Srila Prabhupada would make that sound, uh, it was from another world. <laughs> all right, you get the point, yes. Thank you. <laughs> Yes. I know you're going to say thank you for the wonderful class. <laughs> I said it for you so you don't have to start. <laughs> Hare Krishna Maharaj, um, thank you for the wonderful class. <laughs> Maharaj, you mentioned that we need to be in the association of pure devotees mm. so that we can make progress. So when we're at home with our family, with, with a family of devotees, is that an association we get from them enough to take us back home, back to Godhead? Depends on the family. Is your family engaged in Krishna's service? Are they chanting Hare Krishna? So you're very fortunate. But even if that was not the case, like with Prahlad Maharaj, he's the son of Haranyakashipu. Still he sincerely took shelter of Krishna. But you have a family of devotees. That is your great fortune. But you have to choose yourself. At some point in your life, you have to choose that you want to be a devotee. How old are you now? 12 years. 12 years. So, it is one thing to be born in a family of devotees. 
It's another thing to choose yourself to be a devotee, that you yourself make that choice. And you'll have to do that sooner or later. You're 12 now. As you get a little older, you start to become aware of all the illusions in the world, all the hallucinations. <coughs> and you think, oh, what about that? Ooh. Ooh. So you'll have to make the choice. I want to serve Krishna. But you have the rarest fortune of being born in a family of devotees. Take advantage. But at some point in your life, you have to choose. I want this kind of life for myself. Okay? Thank you so much. Hare Krishna. Maybe you already made that decision. <laughs> yes. Hare Krishna Maharaj. Um, here it's, it's mentioned how Prahlad Maharaj was, Prahlad Maharaj mentions how uh, Narad Muni saved him from gradually falling into the dark well. And um, <clears throat> for us, we have more than one person who, who saved us from falling into the dark well and, um, and gradually uplifted us and introduced us to our spiritual master, initiating spiritual master. So we have many Siksha Gurus and initiating Gurus. So how is our obligation to all of them in, in terms of service and how do we prioritize? <laughs> no one can prioritize what's in your heart. At the same time, there is established etiquette for how to deal with these different personalities. If you really want to get into the precise Vaishnav etiquette, you read Narahari, what is Sakur or mm, Krishna Bhajanamrita is the is the Shastra. And there he explains the relationships, dealings between Siksha, Diksha, all that kind of thing. Which most don't follow. So what's in your heart? Who can say? Who can legislate what's in your heart? But in terms of proper dealings, Srila Prabhupada emphasized, Siksha Diksha Guru should be in harmony. He's, he writes in several places in his books, generally the one who gives Siksha becomes the Diksha Guru, generally. Sometimes that doesn't happen, but generally it happens. That makes things easy. But it, there are many cases where it doesn't happen like that. The one who gives the diksha never gives any instruction other than the, at the time of initiation. And so someone giving the siksha takes a prominent role in the disciple's life. But generally, the ideal is that the one who gives the siksha gives the diksha gradually. That's stated in several places in Chaitanya Charitamrita. Okay? And as we were speaking the other day, anyone who has helped you in your spiritual life, never let them forget it. We want a gratitude community. Not that you helped me so much to become a devotee, now I've taken Diksha, forget you. <laughs> 
It's very unmotivating for, for devotees. They put their heart and soul into cultivating someone, caring for someone. Then the person takes initiation from someone and then everything just from my guru, forget you. Anyone who's done any small thing, big or small, to help you in your spiritual life, always express gratitude. I gave that example the other day. Yes, the first, was I speaking here? Or maybe it was in Beijing, I can't remember. <laughs> About the first time I went to the temple, it was here? Yeah. Yes. And I was very nervous, and there was a devotee doing the service at the front door of being the official greeter. That's the only interaction I ever have with that devotee. He was quite a traveling devotee, always going here and there. But he happened to be there at the temple that day. And as soon as I opened the door, welcome, brother. <laughs> so I never let him forget it. <laughs> what to speak of the devotee who relieved me of 20,000 US dollars. <laughs> I always ask her for the money back. <laughs> So you know I could use it now for preaching. And she told me, you'll have to chase me back to Goloka before you get it. <laughs> so this is part of Vaishnava recreation, expressing gratitude. Thank you, thank you, thank this one, thank that one. And you'll be a happier devotee. And you'll increase the happiness of others because they will feel, oh, you appreciate it. I didn't think I did that much for you, but you're expressing such gratitude. Well, let me help others. I like this. But if you ignore them, well, you know, it's nice knowing you, but now I've taken Diksha from my guru and so forget you. <laughs> that discourages devotees. So the more we have a gratitude culture, the more happy devotees will be. Appreciating, just like the other night, we had a big meeting of the, what is the ashram called? Huh? Bhaktibhavan. Bhakti, Bhakti, Bhakti Bhavan. Yes, we had a meeting of all the staff and all those assisting. And it was wonderful to hear of their service. And everyone's expressing gratitude. That's not a material formality. That's bhakti. Coming together, appreciating one another's service to Krishna. <coughs> Everyone feels in encouraged, enthusiastic, because they're feeling the spiritual energy, the internal potency. Because devotional service is the internal potency of the Lord. So when you glorify others, congratulate them, appreciate them, Show some gratitude. The service increases. Because such a devotee will feel inspired. I, I didn't think I was doing much for you. I never thought about it in that way. But now that you say that, I'll take it as impetus for me to help more persons. Just like Prahlad Maharaj is saying. I'm surprised. Why is Lord Nishinadev treating me like this? He didn't treat Brahma, Shiva, or Lakshmi Devi like this. Why is he treating me like this? So he feels unworthy, but at the same time, he's increasing the bhakti by showing appreciation. Narada Muni, how could I ever leave his service? <laughs> <laughs>
Not, oh, well, it was all me. Just see the particular personal private attention I'm getting from Lord Nishingadev. I must be so great. No. Narada Muni, because of his favor upon me, this is all happening. So we always try to find someone who we can point to. It's because of that person, that devotee, and that one, and that one, and that one. Devotees have so many fascinating skills and attributes. And learn to relish them. That's Vaishnava sport. Relishing the attributes, characteristics of devotees. I don't mean to embarrass Bhakta, but I just look at him and I think, how does he do what he does? He's so jolly, he makes so many contacts. How does he do it? <laughs> Every devotee has some unique characteristic that is so wonderful. At least one characteristic, at least. And you can always be in wonder about it. Oh. How do these Pajaris do what they're doing day after day after day? And then I was hearing on Saturday night, or Sunday night, about how volunteers come to the temple and clean the pots, clean the floors, clean this, clean that. I'm just wondering, what, what makes them tick? <laughs> Why do they feel so inspired to do that? So bhakti is always leaving you in a state of amazement. And I hear the little kids chanting shlokas, reciting the verses. I say, wait a minute, I how, old, how old are you? 11. 11. What was I doing when I was 11? <laughs> I was just watching baseball games. <laughs> so there's always a sense of wonder. <laughs> when you study the devotees. It's a great sport, devotee watching. <laughs> How do they do that? I could not do that. <laughs> How could I How could I imitate Bhakta? <laughs> How you doing? How you doing? <laughs> I can't do that. <laughs> I wish I could eat all the prasad that he does. <laughs> I don't have that capacity. <laughs> Anything else? <laughs> yes. Um, how do we deal with the gratitude in the material uh, side of the things, when somebody helps us materially in a big way. Can you give an example, please? Let's say somebody helps me in my work thing and, and help me in such a way so that I get established materially well, I'm making enough income. Otherwise, without that support. Someone gave you financial or business advice? Yes. Well, you something. thank them. You don't say, uh, it's all Maya anyway. <laughs> but you don't think they've saved your life. You don't think they've helped your real core mission in life, which is to be Krishna conscious. That's the point. If I break my arm, once I broke a shoulder, and still I came and did a retreat here, and so the doctor packed me up, do you think I said to the doctor, 
Anyway, I'm not the body, so <laughs> I'm not grateful at all. For, I'm not thanking you. No, you thank persons for their material contribution to your life. We're not fanatics. We're Vaishnavas are spirit souls having a human experience. So there's nothing wrong with being a human being, you know? <laughs> but we discriminate between material help and spiritual help. So the doctor patched up my shoulder. I don't think, though, he saved my spiritual life. <laughs> I don't think of him as Prahlad is thinking of Narada Muni. Narada Muni saved me. I, I don't think that the doctor has done that for me. But I'm grateful. Oh, thank you for using your expertise to patch me up. Now I can go and engage in Krishna's service. The important thing is to engage in Krishna's service. Is it possible that through their material help... Is we, it possible what? Is it possible that through their material help, um, our mind gets, you know, pacified and then we progress in Krishna consciousness as well. Is it possible that way as well or, or not at all? You don't want to base your life on material help because material help is superficial and it comes and goes. So it's not that, well, you gave me business advice and now I can chant Hare Krishna better. <laughs> it's not like that. Your spiritual life actually does not depend on your material life. But as a neophyte, we think that is the case. You told me to make this investment. I did. I made the big money. Now I can chant Hare Krishna. <laughs> There's actually no connection between the two. <laughs> okay? Thank you. Yes. Yes, you have that? You mean at school? No, like, like in every situation, like at the temple or school or like No devotees here at the temple? <laughs> no, like sometimes you don't have great connections with like some devotees and like... Why? Well, you know what I do in that situation? I pray to Krishna. How can I better relate to this devotee? How can I see the great value of this devotee? You have brothers and sisters? I have a sister. Huh? I have a sister. Do you agree with everything she does? <laughs> That's your own, your own family. and There's not complete agreement. So naturally amongst the society of devotees there'll be disagreements but you're sticking together in your family because of your mother and father and it's the right thing to do so similarly even though devotees have disagreements we try to stick together to please the father the founder Charya Srila Prabhupada he wanted us to stay together it's not easy all the time as Bhakta can tell you but just like in marriages who, what married couple here has never had an argument? Raise your hand. <laughs> but at the end of the day, or at least the end of the week, you sort it out. <laughs> because you want to stay together. So similarly, amongst devotees, sometimes there are disagreements. I don't like this one. I can't understand. 
You're going to encounter that all the time. Why does this devotee think like that? I can't believe it. Unbelievable. <laughs> because naturally we would like everyone to think like us and act like us. And then there would be world peace. <laughs> That's impersonalism actually. So you pray to the deities, Sri Sri Radha Balab, how can I have better relationships with devotees? And Krishna will empower you, but you have to ask for the empowerment. Okay? Very good that you're thinking about this. Anything else? All right. Thank you very much. Hare Krishna. Hare Krishna. Hi, Wait a minute, you're pulling me the wrong way. <laughs>